Welcome to Davi Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry. I've got Max and Paul hanging out with me today. Paul, how are you? Cool, man. Great that week. That was a great victory at the weekend, so that's put everyone in a good mood. That's right. That's very true. Uh, and and Max, uh, podcasters, you can't actually see Max because that's how the, how, how podcasts work. But uh, Max is wearing a... A nice uh, Juventus top right now, which is a little bit fitting considering our opponents this coming weekend. Uh, Hi. Max, did you get to watch that? Did you get to watch that last night? Do you know what? I haven't. I've only seen like highlights of, of the days gone by Champions League football, which I, I'm like, I literally missed all the games. Like, I didn't. I, I was either busy or doing something else, so I couldn't sit down and watch the games in real time. But some absolute crackers. I'm good. I'm good that I missed it. And. In, of course, in particular, events with Man United. Yeah, I got to watch some of that one uh, just because we, I knew we were playing them coming up. And it's weird. They're such a strange team. They yeah. really are because I in heard, streaks, you're like, better. wow, they're potent. And then you're like, what are they doing there? You yeah. know? I heard, I, I heard against Juventus, they look better than they have in weeks gone by. So. You know. And yet Juve could have possibly scored more goals. Interesting. So, Very interesting. Yeah. So, guys, uh, let's go ahead and summarize the show for everyone who's listening. Uh, we're going to start with a, a preview of the United match coming up on Sunday. Um, and then we'll segue comfortably into a starting 11 segment, uh, trying to figure out who Silva's going to go with. Um, and then we're going to talk about... The beautiful bearded man who started for us this past weekend. Uh, no, I'm not talking about Max. He didn't start for us this weekend. Get it straight. Uh, no, uh, Gomez. Andre Gomez. That guy just seems wonderful. And uh, and he played well. Uh, yeah, so we're just going to... It's, it's really just going to be an appreciation segment, I think. <laughs> unless, unless someone's got some negative stuff to say about that guy. Uh, good luck. Uh, and then we'll finish up with if you know your history, uh, the Everton quiz segment that will pit uh, Paul up against Max. Uh, Paul, the, the the man who gave Max his his first true L. Uh, so let's see if we get a get a repeat of that performance because I tell you what, we are literally just hearing every one of Max's iPod tunes that he's got. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we'll see. We'll see who uh, who comes out on top of that one. It's going to be a number conundrum, which is a new type of segment that John, the Toffee Blues quiz master, has has put together. Good luck, gentlemen. That's what I'll say. Um, <laughs> um, but let's let's move. Let's go to the uh, United preview. Uh, so current form right now, United are tenth in the table. Not really sure if that is indicative of their quality. Um, but maybe uh, indicative of the form, current form of some of their players. Um, they got 14 points, 4, 2, and 3. They recently lost to Juve, 1-0. Um, and, and that's a competitive game against a very good team. Uh, they also drew with Chelsea, 2-2. Another competitive game uh, that, uh, yeah, against a good team. Uh, so, guys... Just some opening thoughts, and then I'll go into their possible starters. Uh, opening thoughts about uh, about United, how they've been looking lately, and yeah. So, Paul, your your turn, man. What do you got on United? United, they're they're an enigma this season, aren't they? I mean, you look at the players they've got in that squad, and you think that team should be absolutely nowhere near where it is. It should be top six easily with the forward line they've got especially, but it just seems to be the way with Jose, doesn't it? He just goes there, he does okay or well for a season or two, and then the wheels come off in the third <laughs> season and he's usually gone. And it's just the same old pattern with him. The players look like they don't back him, or not enough of them do anyway. They don't want to play for him. And the man himself is just getting stroppier and childish and start more fires than he's putting out. 
So United, I mean, I think they will bounce up. I don't think they're going to stay where they are too long, but they are definitely, without a doubt, the, the, the weakest member of the herd when it comes to the top six. And if we're going to be looking to crack the top six this season at all, United's the team that we've got to be finishing above because no matter how talented their squad is, it's just not going in the right direction. And they look like they just haven't got any plan or any direction or just any pride. I don't, I don't like saying that, but the way some performances they put in, just out of professional pride, you think that they would not play that badly, but it just looks like they're all just waiting for the day that Jose's not there anymore and they're not going to put any effort in until he's gone, which is a sad indictment of their professionalism, but it's Everton's job to take advantage of that this, this weekend. We've got to be beating them, or at the very, very least, play, um, playing very, very well and not losing. Max? Uh, I think that was eloquently put by Paul. I do think that they are probably the, the weakest team in that top six and definitely we should be giving them a run for the money. I, I think they're an absolute media circus of a club and it, it's become quite embarrassing to watch because growing up under Sir Alex Ferguson, it was, well, for me it was either, you know, it was either them or Chelsea winning the league every single season and ever since Sir Alex Ferguson left, they've just kind of been on this downward spiral where the kind of the business activities of Man United as a brand have kind of overshadowed Man United as a club. And as a product of that, I think the team, the supporters, the management, the board, I think there's just a, such a, a detachment that runs through that club at the moment. And it hinders very much on how the team are performing. And I think as Paul underlined clearly there, that the players are just not delivering on this potential that they've supposedly got, obviously, We've seen individual players, particularly of their, their attacking facade, that, you know, Lukaku, look how, look how many goals he scored for us, look how well Alexis Sanchez did at Arsenal. You know, they, they've got really high-quality players. They put together in a team shouldn't look as awkward as they do. They are such an awkward team to watch. I think that they're, they're sure enough, if the showing up at the back, I think, if you look at that result against Juventus, I heard Lindelof played pretty well, which kind of bodes well for them at the back going forward. But definitely in terms of attack and talent, they you know they should be retaining a hell of a lot more goals than what they actually do. Um, I always love getting one over on United. I love beating them. I love embarrassing them. Um, but Everton against the top six away, that's a... That, uh, that's a realm of its own, I think. I think form kind of goes out the window and it, it's Everton against their own mental capabilities, really. I think we need to kind of overcome whatever this is that causes us to freeze and choke up away on the big stage. And oh, this is a great opportunity to, to take hold of it. Yeah, there are, I would say, the the club that you see the most supporters of here in America is United. And it's as far as uh, English club, uh, and it's I don't even think it's really very close. Um, people have been supporting for a long time, and uh, there are some there are some nice guy United supporters. Uh, but I tend to see uh, the other kind more often than not here uh, because it's the ones where they're like, I want to pull for a team that wins a lot. Yeah, you know, it's it's the bandwagon mentality. Um, you know, and, it, and that's not everybody. You know, we have some United supporters that watch the show, listen to the show. So I don't want to sit there and condemn an entire fan base based on location or anything like that. But you know, I've I've interacted with the obnoxious United fan before. I have, um, and it's just I always associate them as being the big guy, the big guy that you want to beat, you want to knock him off the perch. You know, that's they may not be in first right now. I don't care. They're a huge club. I want to beat them. I don't think that, I, I don't think the big guy exists anymore. To to be perfectly honest, I think it literally is. You've you've got this top six, and to be honest, I think mate. Well, with the exception of obviously Chelsea, not Man City last season, and Chelsea are looking pretty strong this season. But honestly, I I don't think that the standout. Like I don't think any, any teams are a mile ahead of, of the other in terms of that big six. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, what's going on with Jose, uh, as Paul said again, is this third season syndrome where the wheels just seem mm-hmm. to, to, to fall off. I am a huge fan of Jose Mourinho. Uh, 
you know, his arrogance coming over from Porto, his kind of smarminess in front of the cameras, I kind of latched onto that and I was I was a big fan of it when he was at Chelsea. Obviously, he went on to success as a Inter Milan and it didn't work out picture perfect at Real Madrid. I I, I don't know. I, I think this, the, the picture that's being painted of Mourinho is this villain. I don't think it's true. I don't. I don't think the players are delivering what they should. Um, however, uh, a statement that ring, rings true when it comes to Mourinho you know, is if if your one claim is that you win no matter what the cost is, when you're not winning, things are going to go south. And by the looks of things right now, like Man United, it's just not what not well at all. The atmosphere isn't good and. Everyone who goes to Old Trafford must be thinking, oh, we've got to capitalise on this. We've got to capitalise on this. And obviously, if you go, if you're looking at momentum, our momentum's got to be, you know, rocketing into this. And we, you know, I don't want to call us the favourites because I don't think we are at all. But in terms of momentum, I think, you know, we've got to make that continue. Oh, Max, I want to clarify. Uh, I agree as far as the big guy in terms of uh, financial resources are more spread out now, which means that there are, but I guess I always still am going to associate them with that just because of the past, I guess. It's hard to kind of lose that mentality. And especially when you see just so many supporters here, you know, it's like, uh, you know, my my kid has another kid in his class. There's six, right? And we saw this kid, and he's walking around wearing a United kit at school. And I was like, Bennett, that kid must like soccer. You should go talk to him. You know? You, you know? And so it, it turns out he's in his class. The kid has no clue what's going on. No. <laughs> I don't even think he can name a, a player on his team. And that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's the, hey, we wear this shirt when we're winning kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big shock on campus to all the gales falling over. But everybody looks at him and thinks... You're not that good, seriously. You, where are you going to go when you graduate? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's what it is. You know, they, they think they're the big guy. Still, they think they're the big guy, but they aren't. They haven't come close to winning the league since Ferguson left. They've picked up some trophies. You know, fair play to them. But they've not put a title challenge in at all. They've not won many derbies against City. I don't think. I mean, they won long last season, but how many have they won since Ferguson left? And the City battles they've had. I am not too sure, but I can't not, imagine not, not many. many. No, they haven't beat they haven't beat Liverpool a lot the last few years. I think I remember they beat Martial, and I think they might have won last season with Rashford. But you're talking like in a period of five years, they've got like maybe one or two wins against City, one or two wins against Liverpool. Under Ferguson, they would go into every single one of those games the outright favourites, whether it was home or away. They just don't seem to have that air of superiority over them anymore. Their, their fans carry it with them, but. Their players don't, and the support and the opposition teams who play them don't feel it. So United are just having an identity crisis, I think. Yeah, when I watch them play, I don't see, I don't see a lot of passion. I don't see a lot of no. playing with your heart. I see a no. lot of you're making the runs, you're doing what you're supposed to. You're you're technically playing, but it's not. You don't see a lot of people smiling. Mm. It's very. It, it reminds me. And I I, 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 I would say the term workmanlike. You Jose, know, because Jose it's like, Madrid. hey, we're here to do our job, and there we're doing it. It's Jose Mourinho you know? like. It's systematic. It's slow. It's, <laughs> it's methodical, which works. But when you've got Manchester United, who pride themselves on an identity of playing Man United type football, I. It, it confuses me, the, the match-up. To me, it was quite obvious. I, I can't remember what year it was. It was when Jose was at Real Madrid. I remember Real Madrid played Man United in the Champions League. And Mourinho was all over Sir Alex, you know, putting his arm around him, whispering in his ear. From from then, to me, it seemed like Jose Mourinho always wanted that Man United job. I just think it's come too late. And at a point where the talent that Man United have aren't necessarily a great match-up for what Jose Mourinho is now. I think he's kind of changed to the man, changed to the manager, and I think that's becoming quite apparent in how he how he's conducting himself. Um, but I, I, I genuinely think that the, the big battle here is with Everton and and the inferiority complex that we've got when we go away to these big grounds. Uh, mm-hmm. 
last time we won there was um, Oviedo, baby, wasn't it? That, um, oh. that goal in the last four minutes. I, I'll never forget that. But we haven't really come close to having another kind of memory like that uh, at Old Trafford. And if we can make it a theme under Marco Silva, who's going away to these big grounds and picking up points this early on in his Everton career, I think that stands us in really good stead for the future when it comes to thinking of European qualification because that really, on the road, the big sides is where he'll he'll have been told our record needs to improve. Um, possible starters. Uh, De Gea, Ashley Young, Smalling, Lindelof, Shaw, Matic and Pogba in the middle, Rashford, Mata, Martial, Lukaku up front. Uh Paul, when you think about that lineup and you think about the players that could come off the bench for uh, for United, who do you think? Who's one player that you think? Okay, let's watch out for that guy. Oh, so many, isn't that? I mean, I don't want to say Lukaku because he's in awful form, but just yeah, it's Lukaku against Everton, isn't it? And he hasn't scored at Man United. He hasn't scored at Old Trafford since March, I believe. So, if there's ever going to be a game where Lukaku is going to get off the mark and look like the Lukaku Walls again, it's going to be against us. But they've got Martial, I rate very, very highly. I think United would be crazy to let him go, and it looks like he's probably going to. I read a something on social media earlier on that said that he has apparently rejected a new deal with Manchester United. I really like him as a player. Rashford's great too, in his own right. He's always good, great for a goal in you know sort of tight games. He's always usually a difference-maker, goal-scorer. Alex Sanchez coming off the bench again, another player who looks like he can't buy a goal at the minute, and it's just wherever it not. We we just always seem to give these players a helping hand, and they've got other players who like Juan Mata as well. Do you remember when we got linked with him a few years ago? And I've absolutely loved that Juan Mata, and we've seen against Newcastle the other day. He is a great impact player. Maybe he doesn't have the same effect on games that he does when he starts from 90 minutes, I know he's past 30 now, so he's maybe a bit of a faded force when he starts from the beginning of games. But if they bring him on with half an hour, I can't think of a more dangerous player in the Premier League when to bring him off the bench, rather. So they've got so much attacking talent, you think that squad should be putting three goals past anybody. So our defence, they they're really, really, really going to need to step up and be on their game and not lose concentration at all. We nearly managed it a couple of years ago when... I believe they scored that like last second penalty, I believe it was, and we defended so well. Jackie Elkin and Williams had the games of the career, of the season and we just lost it right to the end. I, I want to see that type of performance, backs to the wall, not in the sense that we're just sitting deep and defending and doing nothing, but just everyone be switched on, everyone be organised, everyone be talking to one another, because we just give this team a second, then you've got to believe they're going to put a goal past us. Max, any... Uh... Which of the danger men are you think uh, stand out for you? The Lukaku, just straight off the bat, really. <laughs> he knows how we work, probably, he, and he'll know what to do just to stick one past us. And I'm, I'm sure he'll cup his ear to the away fans or something ridiculously stupid like that again. Um, listen, every single player that Paul just mentioned, you know, Martial, Mata, Rashford, they're all players a great individual quality uh, just, just to look somewhere else a real point of contention that the centre midfield and I know it's kind of, it's been said to death that Pogba doesn't operate as well in this two with Matic as he did say for when he was at Juventus with the three and the freedom that he got in that three but it'd be very evident like for us to to overlook that and then for the pair to have the games of the lives and, and, and click so I think in order for Everton to kind of nullify anything that comes our way, we've got to play this high-pressing game because I think each each of our best performances this season have come when the likes of Idrissa Gay are you know, right on the heels of absolutely anyone who's got the ball, chasing everything down. And I think that would be a really interesting battle to see him come up against Pogba, see if he can hit Pogba early and see how Pogba responds to that. Fingers crossed that kind of shake him up and we can kind of take the game by the scruff of the neck because I'd love us to take the game to them because I, I, I remember about, remember that um, that game when Oviedo scored the winner and we were the better side you know uh, it's indicative of, you come at them early and, and you, put, you impose a threat on them 
I think they, they kind of they wet the bed, to, to use that expression. I think they just panic. So I think, you know, if we can hit them early uh, and stay in there, then we've got a chance. Um, based on the way Lukaku's playing right now, I realize we're the team that teams like to break their streaks on. Uh, yeah. But I I watched Luka, Lukaku play yesterday. He looks bulky. He almost looks like he's hit the weight room too hard. He doesn't look like he's got the same quickness and explosion the way he used to. Um, I realize he's still a good finisher, usually. Um, he just hasn't been very clinical lately. That could stop. The player that really bugs me for United is Martial. I just feel yeah. like he does the things Lukaku doesn't. He's got a good touch. He's got good vision. He's silky when he's got the ball around the box. He keeps close possession. He's just uh, he's a player I don't like playing against. Uh, oh, and know. I wish he played for us and make that happen. No, <laughs> how old? You know what? Twenty, twenty-one. Twenty, only... yeah, twenty-one, twenty-two. Yeah, he's he's, he's that definitely young. not older than twenty-three. So young. Yeah. So he signed yeah. him when he was like nineteen. Yeah, yeah I, kids a player. That, that, oh. was, that was that was I remember when he signed for them, and and there was a big hoo-ha made over the fee that they were paying for him with him being so young, and that, that just made me laugh because like look how young he is. You can give him four years, and he can still retain on that investment, mm-hmm. and unless he goes, I still probably think he will retain on the investment. If he goes that from there, then I hope Marcel Brands is on the phone immediately because oh mate, I'd love him. I'd absolutely love him. I know we probably haven't got a prayer because yeah. there'll be a big Champions League clubs, but come on, maybe we got Bernard, and no one would have predicted we'd have got Bernard. So come on, Marcel, Marcel, at least try, because that lad's dynamite. He just glides past players, and I think he'd be absolutely brilliant. And I think he suits being a number nine. Dominantly. That's what he played under Van Gaal in his first season, and that's when he got his highest goal return. They mm. usually just stick him out, out left now. They always say Rashford's a central striker who gets stuck on the left. When I actually think he's better out wide, I think Martial's actually the player who should be played inside of anyone. And if if Martial does leave United, I think that's where he'll spend the bulk of his career. So, Max, prediction time. 1-1. Of course. Paul, what's your prediction? 2-11. Wow. Richarlison and... Richarlison and Tosin. I think Tosin will start. Hey, hey, hey. Spoilers. Uh, Spoilers on the starters. Paul's teasing information from the next segment. Um, I I had... Okay, uh, Max has 1-1. Paul has 2-0. And I I was saying 1-1 as well. That's why when Max... Said one one, I started laughing because there's always somebody, and I pick the same thing they pick <laughs> every time. <laughs> just, um, just realism, isn't it? Really. I mean, um, that, well, I'm just. I want to see like us that. have a game against a strong side. You know where yeah. we where we. You know, I thought we looked for long stretches. We took it to Arsenal, but we still managed to lose the game. Yeah, you know what I mean. We didn't have our strongest team out there either. So no, we didn't. So I want to see a I, before I start predicting these tough road wins. I want to see us actually do it. You know, I want to confirm that our mentality is where it's supposed to be. Because if I just judge it based on the past, we are there. We look hungry. We look up for it every time we play now. Um, and United doesn't necessarily look like that. However, they're still United, and they are talented. And Jose is their coach, and anything can happen. So, all right. Well, that's our predictions. We'll see. Um, if you want to know what we think uh, Marco's going to do in terms of starters, check out the next segment. All right? Because that's, uh, that's coming. So, we just finished uh, giving our match preview. Uh, but now we're going to talk about who we think Marco is going to start this uh, this weekend. So, gentlemen, I I foresee, uh, if not exact same lineups, some very similar ones. All right. Um, I'm going to start with Max because I have a feeling Paul may sh- switch it up a little bit. 
So I'm going to start with Max, and then we'll uh, we'll kind of gradually move our way to little old me. Uh, so Max, who's starting this weekend for uh, for our guys? Pickford, Coleman, Zuma, Keane, Dina, Gomez, Gay, Sigurdsson, Bernard, Richardson, Walcott. Anything surprising there to me? No. <laughs> can't, can't, change, I, can't change a winning team like that. I, I genuinely don't think there's one change that should be made. I know I know there's an argument for Tosin to come in, but really, after seeing the impact that he can have fresh legs off the bench, you know, he, he could pop up at the right place at the right time late on in the game, but coming on off the bench. It's all about game management and uh, being wary of, of when to make the right substitutions as Marco pulled off to an absolute T against Crystal Palace. So if he can do it again against United, I'll have no complaints. So the way I see it, looking at your lineup and looking at mine and thinking about Paul, what might do, what might Paul might do, uh, I see there's three points of discussion that we can possibly discuss uh, in just a minute, okay? So okay. Uh, we'll get to that. Okay, so Paul, your starters, please. Uh, Pickford in goal, Coleman at right back, Zuma and Keane at centre back, Dean at left back, Gomez and Gay in the middle, um, Sigurdsson number 10. On the wing, left wing, I think he'll play Richarlison. On the right, I think he may play Luckman. And up front, I think we may try to um, Tosin. So I see Bernard and Walcott coming out the team. I mean, Personally, I, I don't want to see Bernard come out. He didn't have the best of games against Palace. He wasn't bad, he wasn't bad by any stretch of imagination. I think it just didn't quite come off for him a lot of the time. And I think he'll try Richarlison back on the left. I mean, it works in certain games, but him being the lone striker didn't really work against Palace. We mm. got the goals after Tosin came on, and we had a more of a focal point in attack. And Tosin, to be fair to him, scored. So I think he's justified if he says to the manager I've come off the bench at Goodison the last two games I've scored both times I, I think I deserve to come back into the lineup. and I, I can see that happening, I can see um, Silver maybe changing up a little bit and Luckman again Walcott's not had the best of times recently, I mean again he's not been poor I wouldn't say, he's not had any really bad games, he just hasn't mm. been productive a lot of the time and Luckman came off the bench and made a great impact so Luckman and Tosin, I think, have got valid arguments for saying, right, we deserve a start now. And I think I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's the lineup if Silva makes those changes to try and throw United a curveball. So I can see Luckman and Tosin coming in, and I like to think it will it will come off and it will work, and we will get the three points. So uh, to be super boring, shocker. Uh, Pickford, Coleman, Keane, Zuma, Dean, Gay, Gomez, Walcott, Sigurdsson, Bernard, Richardson. It's the same lineup that Max said. All right. However, I also wrote down the three conversational points that I think one has been sort of ruled out. Would we all agree that Mina will probably not start the game since we've had a pretty solid uh, center back partnership over this little run uh, and probably not time to switch it up? We all in mm. agreement on that? Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd love, I'd absolutely love for him to come off the bench or something, grab grab a late header. Yeah, send the Evertonians into raptures and start singing that baby shark song. I'm feeling that. I yeah. hope so. I'd love it, but I think Keane and Zoom have just been too good together to separate them. So, that was yeah, I, 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 I definitely. I definitely want to see Mina get some minutes though, if it's if it's possible at some point soon, because we've got have we got Chelsea away coming up. Yeah, so that, that's fair, that's definitely on the horizon, and Zuma's not going to be able to play in that game, and I don't want that to be the first time Mina's thrown in. I don't want his, his first few minutes in the Premier League to be away at Chelsea in the form they're in. I think he, it's it's a difficult one considering how well we're playing at the back, but I do think Mina has to be put in the team sooner rather than later. Good point. So. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I yeah, I'll be flabbergasted if he starts, but I think Silva will definitely have it in his head that he has to get him on the pitch very, very soon. So the uh, the other two points of conversational points, Tosin, okay, Tosin possibly starting, that would not be surprising. 
All right, he came in and he produced. Uh, I think a lot of that is going to, I think, I'm wondering, do you take the, if you're Silva, do you take the point of view that let's not change anything, we just won, we're rolling, we're getting some chemistry now. And being able to put Tosin in provides such a dramatic change. You know, it's a, it's a, he's a big difference to Richarlison. Uh, less pace, better hold-up play. Or do you think about the fact that United, uh, if, if the United decide they're up for it, they may be on the front foot for a little while. Yeah. And dri- his hold-up play could allow us to kind of get forward if we're having to kind of, if we're backed up a little bit, you know? I'd rather Richardson on the counter-attack, though. If we are going to be kind of boxed in to our own half, I'd much rather have that pace of Richardson on the breakaway. And I think, given the kind of uh, the the clumsiness of of United's defence at times, I think we can win a few fouls possibly there. Um, I definitely think Tosin plays and gets involved at some point. You know, he, I think I, I, I'll Paul put it there. You know, you can't score two home games on the bounce. Win the go on to win the game. You know, you've definitely got a claim to start. You know, you can you can go to the manager and say play me. You know, he, he got every right to, but I just think. I think we're going to have to concede the possession away at Old Trafford. Um, the more speed, the better. Paul, you look like you wanted to say something. No, I, was just, I, I, I see where Max is coming from. On a big pitch like Old Trafford, you are going to need legs, especially in the other end of the pitch where their goal is. You're going to need guys who are going to carry the ball up the field. And yeah, I think that definitely suits for Charleston up front. But there's, there's another, if you look at it from another angle, I think that there's going to be moments in that game where there's, the ball's going to fall to us in the box and we just need someone to kind of have the poise and keep their calm and get a shot away. And I think that would suit Tosin more than Charleston. So I think there's a good case of both. If we get we get it up the field and we're having an attack and we cross the ball in, who do you trust to get your head on it? Or who do you trust to have the kind of awareness to be in the right areas when we get our moments? Because we will have moments in this game. I don't believe we're going to go there and just not cross the halfway line. No chance we are going to have chances to score but as Max said there are going to be I do anticipate them really coming at us for a spell and we're going to need someone who can get the ball on the break and get us right up the field so yeah there's, there's both there's strong cases for both um, but I, I, do, I do see Richarlison coming in and starting because I think he wants Richarlison back on the left I think it didn't quite work last week for him so I think he'll be eager to get Richarlison on the left and sadly for Bernard I think he'll be the player who drops out for this week at least I don't think he'll uh, I think Bernard will be in our strongest eleven going forwards. Um, additionally, Walcott, if you've got Lookman yeah. starting, um, and that's the other, the third point. Um, I think the most vocal complaints about our squad in the previous match were against uh, against Walcott, and maybe a few for Bernard uh, Bernard, uh, but Walcott, um, you know, one on one with a keeper. Didn't work out yeah. too well, um, and when Lookman came in, he looked good. Mm-hmm. Looked really good. He looked alive. He looked awake. Looked like he cared. Mm-hmm. That is the main thing. Guy Finally. looked like he cared. You know, yeah. It was nice. He looked like he wanted to be there. Um. Uh, that's the. I, I mean, I don't think will happen yet in terms of starting Tosin and Lookman. I could see it happening though. Um, I just wonder if Silva wants to give Lookman a start at Old Trafford for his first start in a while. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I could. I feel like I could see Tosin starting before I could see Lookman starting. Yeah. Just because Tosin, he's played a little bit more high-profile matches. He's older. He's a little, a little more on the clinical side, for the most part. You could argue against that with Tosin's early season form, but whatever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but if we see Tosin looking starting, man, wouldn't shock me at all. Mm. That's why, Paul, when you were rattling off your, your starters, I was thinking, yeah, that could happen. You know, sometimes people do that and you're like, what? Stecklenburg, you're nuts. You know, but, <laughs> with, but with, with these, it would not be surprising because uh, – Tosin really is, should be part, remember we were talking about not just having a starting 11, but having like a starting 14 or 15 that can kind of interchange. That's called having a squad, right? So Yeah. That, but in, ter- in terms of Luckman, 
I, I know it just might seem might just be me saying, or I, I much prefer seeing players come off the bench. But pace wise, in terms of their fullbacks, Antonio Valencia and Luke Shaw, two very quick players. I'd much rather Luchman come on once they've burnt out a bit. I, I don't want him starting against them from scratch because I've got a feeling. Kind of, I think they're quicker to the ball than him. Within the first 15-20 minutes, I, I don't know. That may affect in the long run. He might shy away from the ball or whatever. But I just I just think that speaks volumes. You look at what he did against Crystal Palace. Come on, change the game. I think he, he got, got it within him to do it against United as well. Um, oh, and I was going to say, it's probably going to be Ashley Young. Oh, I, yeah. I think Sorry. I think Valencia is either injured or something. He hasn't been playing as of late yeah so, still very still very regardless quick, yeah it's yeah point still stands yeah <laughs> um and i could see you know the interesting thing though i i can see walcott on the side going up against luke shaw mm. i feel like Wal- walcott is just way faster mm. you know i feel like he could burn him on the inline burn him to the inline get a cross off i could see that happening having his best uh, season though Luke Shaw's having his best season at Man United so far. Hmm. I, I, I see your point. I, I, I don't want to get me too me hopes too high, but I definitely think we can give them a run for the money. Uh, I mean, yeah, Shaw is playing well enough to have gotten a new contract. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> so somebody at United uh, is uh, smelling what he's cooking. Uh, I just keep going with the Rock. Why do I keep doing that? Can't help. <laughs> I just like it. I can't help it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, but I, I think, and and conversely, I would be curious to see how Martial and Rashford will fare against Coleman and Dean. You know what I mean? Because Coleman and Dean, whose whose uh, best assets and traits are not speed and quickness. Mm. You know, they're intelligent, they're good players, they're solid defenders, and they're pretty good, solid going forward. But, uh, I mean, Rashford is just liquid speed. Yeah. He's just crazy fast. So, I want to see how that works out. Mm. You were going to say something, Paul. I accidentally cut you off. No, 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 no. I was just going to add, Coleman's really going to need to have a strong game against Rashford because he's been out of form and as you said Rashford just seems to be a player who is a difference maker during tight games isn't he so Coleman uh, Will it be Rashford or Martial? I, I don't know they, sound, they kind of change around don't they sort of thing Yeah that's probably yeah, that's probably Yeah, one will, yeah they'll, one will start on the left and they'll after 20 minutes they'll move around it's just they interchange but as you said the liquid speed the full of trickery the both of them and Coleman hasn't been in the best of form. He's going to have to use all his now Snow's experience. Otherwise, I think they're going to get a lot of joy down that left hand side with those two. Yeah. All right. So, uh, anything else about a starting eleven, guys? Nope. Uh, so I just want to add, in this recent run of form, there have been comments on on YouTube. I've been told that uh, my house is probably a wreck. They're right. My house is a total disaster zone right now because I haven't been cleaning after matches. Because I haven't had bad feelings. (laughs) So let's keep it that way, all right? Let's keep my house just nasty, all right? Let's do that, all right? When you have two kids, sometimes it's just going to happen. But uh, so I guess that's uh, that's it for our starting 11 versus United. Uh, we're going to follow that up with a seg- uh, an appreciation segment of Andre Gomez. <laughs> ah. Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry. Paul, Max, arranged in some fashion. We're making a, a, a pyramid just for you. Uh, gentlemen, we are here 
to uh, to talk about uh, a beautiful man who came in this past Sunday <laughs> and lived up to expectations, not just with his finely manicured beer and perfectly, you know, toned and uh, arranged hair, uh, but also he came in and um, was a settling presence in the midfield. Uh, just was a distributor, played quickly. Um, one of the things, there was a quote by Silva talking about Gomez saying, uh, he should improve our build-up play and help us play faster. Okay? And I feel like you saw that. Okay, he plays quickly. There is a, it's almost, he has an idea of where he wants to go next yeah. with the ball. Um, it's, uh, it's impressive. He's constantly thinking. He clearly knows the game. Um, Paul, you want to start off on some uh, opening thoughts about, about Andre Gomez? He's too sexy for his shirt. But when I, when I watched him play the other day... That's I mean, from I my era. Him. What are you doing? That's, yeah. that's my time. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a big shock to see him start, wasn't it? I, I didn't see that at all when we were picking the teams last week. I, he looked, I, I thought he was great. I mean, um, he hadn't played for so long. Mm. He's, uh, to come in and play that great... I mean, okay, he, he didn't set the world on fire. There was no... Uh, not anything, one standout thing that was brilliant. It was just everything was so neat, everything was so tidy. He's got s- such a quick mind and quick feet to go with it, which is not always the case with central midfield players. It just seemed like, as you said, he just knows what's going on around him and he knows constantly what he wants to do. He doesn't ever look kind of like he's caught in two minds at all, and that's brilliant to see. You haven't had a central midfielder who just flows so perfectly, and it will make a massive difference if we can get him fully firing. Every player has got a sort of baseline level of performance. And if that's his baseline level of performance, when he's coming into a side where he's never played a first-team game for them before, he's been out injured for a little, for a little while, he's clearly very rusty. If that's his baseline, then, oh, my, my we're in for a real treat with this lad because he, he looks really, really good. And is, he looks so crisp. I can't wax lyrical about him enough. He looks really, really good. And to top it all off, he looks like he's a brilliant human being as well because I've seen the videos on social media, I'm sure everyone else of him getting involved with in the community and looking like like he genuinely loves what he's taking part in. He doesn't look like he's just been asked to go along and he's just there for the sake of it. He looks like he really, really loves getting involved with young fans, mixing with <clears> the supporters, <throat> enjoying the city. You know, get, just really, really insert himself into the club and make himself feel at home. So I love Andre Gomez and I can't wait to see more. And I think he's a brilliant guy and he's absolutely sexy. <laughs> It's a shame you weren't more positive, Paul. This is beautiful. I might cry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Max, what do you think? What what's he just said that you know what, what's the left to say? In, <laughs> that, like I think I think a massive thing, Jerry, what, what you said earlier. He knows where he wants to take the ball. Like he knows what he wants to do with the ball. He knows what direction he wants to go. And we have another central midfielder or someone playing in that, that deeper hold and roll. I, I literally can't think of a player, the last player that we had, who central midfielder who knew what he wanted to do with the ball as soon as he had it. He's so neat. I know. I know you made the comment that he, you know, because of his long legs, it's almost as if he kind of glides across the pitch, and yeah. that really is the case. Um, obviously, with that being his first game in a long time, I think it was his first club game in about a year or so, and even that was a substitute appearance for Barcelona. But for that to be his first game, a good or some pass, obviously there are you know you've got to account for some nerves there. And if, if that's his first time on the pitch, nervy performance, uh, as Paul said, that that's his baseline. We're we're in for a real good player. It's like we're you know he's only on loan, and we're finding ourselves like attached to him because he's solving all these problems that we've had from the deeper midfield, that lack of creativity on the ball. and Off the ball, he doesn't look too bad either because, you know, we didn't see him particularly exposed. Um, we were commenting on how much he liked to, to keep his head up, look forward and, and thread the ball forward. But that being said, he still didn't get caught out going back, really. Um, I think he lost possession once or twice, but they weren't in dangerous areas by any means. And, He's just—he's been so impressive since he's come in. 
both from the footballing aspect and from from a human aspect as well. Seeing what he did with Everton community is absolutely fantastic. How he how he's kind of took to the club, uh, and if you see how he can if he conduct if you see how he conducts himself on social media, it seems like he's fully in love with the club too. Um, that's going to be quite a separation when he's going to have to leave. But um, I don't want to think about that just yet. I just want to think about his majestic beard and how he patrols the midfield. He's just an absolute dream to watch. Then things can only go up from here. Yeah, Max, we don't want to. We don't want to talk to clouds on a sunny day. Mm. <laughs> think about think about having to to let go of of Gomez. Uh, you know, I I found a, another quote on. Uh, from when from his Valencia days, which I thought was interesting, from the Y Scout website, uh, they said that uh, Andre Gomez's true secret is his completeness. Uh, and they were talking about this one particular play. Uh, he's in that during that play, he's the first to mark a man after his team loses possession. He shuts down the opposing team's initiative and then facilitates his team's counterattack. Um, he's not going to be tough tackling. That's just not his game. He's not Idrissa Gay. He's Spanish. I mean, sorry, he's Portuguese, but Portuguese, brought up in the Spanish, yeah. brought up in the Spanish league. Is that that technical emphasis that comes from the Spanish game that he just has in abundance? He's so good technically that it's a, it's a joy to watch, and he he's just like it's like Mikel Arteta again. It, it it's a joy. It's an absolute joy. Yeah, it, I like the fact he's six foot two. So we got some. You get you're getting some some height in the middle. Mm. You're getting some a, a physical presence. Uh, and he can use that to kind of shepherd the other team off the ball. But what I what I gather defensively, what's impressive to me, despite the fact that he has 20, 29 caps for Portugal, he's got experience. All right, so he plays defensively. It's less, hey, I'm going to go crunch into you and, and, and dispossess you. He's going to play more intelligently as far as playing off the ball defense. Mm. All right, he knows positionally where he needs to be. Um yeah, it's such a, I don't know, just a, a it's it's less of a, a a crunching way of approaching it. It's more of a, a, a aesthetically pleasing, you know what I mean? Just kind yeah. of, let me just ease into this and I'll, you know what? You don't want the ball. I'll just put you over here and I'll get it. You know, you see so much of that, you know, just gliding yeah. in. Just say it seems like what Marco Silva wants from his central midfielders, and I, I think only Luca Dean and Adrissa Gay had more touches in the entirety of the game against Crystal Palace than Andre Gomez. So for that to be, I just just to reiterate it again, for that to be is obviously he had that behind closed doors, sixty minutes, but for that to be his first professional game for Everton, there's lots more to come. Mm-hmm. I'm sure of it. We're not getting ahead of ourselves. We're just excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not. We're not ready to crown him. Well, uh, you but de- you, you definitely <laughs> say he's included in our best starting eleven now, wouldn't you? Yeah, Hmm. He's somebody we were hoping. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we got the debut we were hoping for. It was sort of a. What what would have been better if he does an overhead kick into the upper ninety? You know, I mean that's. He, that's not his game. That's not what he does. Uh, that, I feel like he gave us the de- the debut we were hoping for. Mm. You know, um, I want to see how he plays. You know, against the you know, when the other teams run in Matic and Pogba. You know, yeah. the article in question was actually comparing Gomez to Pogba in terms of when Pogba was with Juve. All right. So uh, it was interesting. The uh, the, the comparisons. They were talking about passes completed uh, and how their numbers looked similar. Uh, so, uh, that, you know, Juve era Pogba is uh, not bad. Mm. Bad at all. Um, so, guys, I guess uh, anything else on, on Gomez besides, hey, keep it up so we can keep smiling? Yeah, keep it up and don't make us look stupid. I agree with that. Mm. I don't like that. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't shave that beard because it's just gorgeous. It's just it's just gorgeous. <laughs> now watch. He's the jerk who could probably shave the beard. He looks better without it. <clears throat> He's good looking guys. 
always ticks me off. I always joke to my wife. I'm like, see a guy like that? I'm like, wait, wait, wait. He's good at football and he's good looking? That's not fair. <laughs> That's bullshit. That's not cool. <laughs> they should have to be bad at football if they look like that. That's not right. It's, right. Oh. Uh, anyway. So I guess that's it uh, for our Andre Gomez segment. If you want to check out If You Know Your History, which is uh, the Everton-based quiz that will uh, will pit a cage. It's a cage match pitting Paul versus Max uh, in a number conundrum-based trivia showdown. All right? Yeah. it's We're, we're not sure how it's going to work out. Quizmaster John is... Uh, Yet again, dropped more punishment on our fellows. So uh, we'll see how that works out. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for If You Know Your History, the Everton-based quiz show that pits... Two able-minded Evertonian lads in a test of wits and might to see who will be able to get the honor of picking the, the, the tune that closes the show. This time, we've got Paul and Max. Hello. Definitely not me, because I, I would not fit into this equation at all. It would be a very quick, yeah, end for myself. Uh, so... The way this is going to work this time, uh, I'm assuming I'm assuming most of you have actually uh, been able to tune in and heard uh, how we do this quiz a lot of times. Well, if you have, um, apologies because this is going to work differently. Uh, this is uh, J- Quizmaster John has designed a number conundrum for these gentlemen. All right, so what will ha- what they'll have to do is uh, math will be involved. Oh. Just saying, gentlemen, math. That, yeah, that's it's me a out thing. of it. That's me out of it already. It's <laughs> been uh, took me ages to get a C at GCSE maths. I'm going to do this. <laughs> well, and and I, what did I, I don't have a I don't have a C at GCSE maths. Oh, <laughs> I never got one. It, it took me about fucking five years to get one. It took me so long to get a C at GCSE. I took it three times and I came closest the first time. <laughs> oh, it's painful, isn't it? I think I must have yeah. it five times altogether. Oh, this standing us in really good stead coming into this numbers quiz. I can't fucking wait for it. Well, I think it, I think it'll be okay, guys. I don't think it's as hard as you're building it up. Right. Okay, I don't I don't think it is. Right. Um, but yeah, Quizmaster John does tend to like you to stretch your brain. Uh, so the way this will work is you'll get 30 seconds. I will say begin. I've got a timer right here. It's not about who finishes first. Okay. That's not, it's, that's not it at all. Um, however, both of you have 30 seconds to solve this math Everton riddle, essentially. Uh, I will be asking this at the same time, uh, to both these guys and they'll have, they'll have 30 seconds to put it, put it all together. So uh, it'll involve. It might involve transfer fees. It might involve squad numbers. It might involve number of goals a player scored. Things like that. And it's just an equation. Okay. Essentially, that's that's what it boils down to as an equation. Is it um, first to so like first to three, first to two? Or? No, 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 no. This is just one big one math problem. Okay. One Everton math problem, and you guys will have 30 seconds to solve it. The closest one wins. If you are tied, I have a tiebreaker question. If at that point you are still tied, I will pick the tune. Oh, yes. I don't mind losing, though. I fucking want to delve into Jerry's iPod. (laughs) I don't know if you want to go to that place. It's a dark, dark (laughs) place, my friend. Uh, (laughs) All right, guys. So... Uh, do we understand what's happening for yeah. the most part, gentlemen? Yeah, yeah. Is there any need to write anything down if it's going to be one? You, you might have a re- need to write something down. Okay. You might. Okay. No cheating. Okay. Okay, go on. This is true. Okay. So, um, I am not going to include my reading in the timer. Okay? So, okay. that just seems fair. All right? So, Q. Intense game show music. And there it is. 
So, gentlemen, add Christian Atsu's old squad number and Ashley Williams's old squad number times Tony Hibbert's last squad number minus Billy Atsu's. Lost me at Ashley Williams' number. Then what is it after that? Okay, add Christian Atsu's old squad number, Ashley Williams' old squad number times Tony Hibbert's last squad number minus Billyat Dadinov's uh, overall transfer fee. Oh, begin. When we sold him or when we bought him? I'm assuming when we bought him. So Christian Atsu's old number plus Ashley Williams' old number times Tony Hibbert's last squad number minus the fee that we bought Billy Atsu for. Yes. Right, can you just confirm, confirm that? Say that because I was getting it as you were saying it. I just didn't get it. Christian Atsu's squad number. Christian Atsu's old squad number. Ashley Williams's old squad number. So you add those. Yeah. Times Tony Hibbert's last squad number minus Billyat. I'm gonna. I screw this guy's name up every time I see it. Billyatadinov's. Billy. Yeah. Overall transfer. Overall transfer fee. Okay. Times the transfer fee. Minus the transfer oh. fee. Shit, man. Um, minus the transfer fee. I, 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 that's, I think that's a very, that's it's a very low number. Um, in, 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 in million, like just a singular million. Yeah. Say, say if it was five million, we taken away five. Yes. Okay. I've got to fucking be taking away millions from a double yeah, digit. Yeah. No, 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 not millions. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, if, if we bought it for 20, it's 20. If it's, we bought it for two, it's two. Two million. It's okay. Two. All right, you guys finished because I've kind of had to wave bye bye to the timer because of all your questions. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not confident, but I've given my best. All right. And. Okay, time's up. I'm, not, I'm in. I'm in a bit of a Billy Alatinov hole here, rabbit hole, trying to figure like trying to figure out what like we that's... bought them, what we bought them for, what we sold them for. Did we sell? Did we sell them for less than what we bought them for? Did, you know. No, no, no. Just, just this is no, all no, about no. what we bought him for. No, I, oh, I, I know, okay. but I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious because I, I want to know if I've got this number on the head. Countdown clock. <laughs> Yeah, it's it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I know that because of IT Crowd. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only way I know that show. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not confident, but I've got, I've got the answer I'm going to go with. Okay. So, Paul, your answer. Um, the overall... Do you want me to read out like the answers to all questions or just my final like, answer I'm submitting? Uh, you know, you can do both. Go ahead. Yeah, tell me if I'm wrong at the end. I'll read out what I think. The, the, the Atsu one was the one that threw me. I think he was number 22, plus 5. Ashley Williams' old number is 27. Times 2, that was Tony Hibbert's last number. That's 54. Minus, was it 9 to make it 45? Did we buy him for 9 million and then we sold him for maybe roughly the same? That's, okay, that's now, what I could be wrong. That's, that's what I've got. Okay. Max, let me hear what you have to say. I'm I'm pretty certain on Atsu's number. I think it was yeah, well, nineteen plus five, which is twenty-four times two, which Tony Abbott's number forty-eight. Take away nine million, take take away nine thirty-nine. All right. <clears throat> uh, Christian Atsu's old number was nineteen. Yeah, I'm a, bit of, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a squad numbers geek. I, I know them things. Don't plus Ashley Williams' old squad number five times Toby, Tony Hibbert's last squad number two. Please be nine minus, million. Please be nine minus, million. Minus nine oh! equals thirty nine. I shouldn't have gone first, man. He didn't have nine until I said it. <laughs> I was thinking that, man. Paul, I legitimately, I was like, Max, no, no, did no, you no, just no, no. say nine? No. <laughs> yeah, I believe you. I believe yep, yep. He, yeah. I, I can confirm yes. for podcaster people he did write it down. Yeah. He just showed just, us. 
attitude's number through me. I, I couldn't get that. He was yeah. that that tells you everything. There was nothing to remember about. <laughs> he was terrible. To be f- well, to be frank, guys, though, that's a it's pretty solid performance from both of you. Um, good stuff. Yeah, uh, the tiebreaker question. Bog ourselves down enough to actually put in a decent show, and so well done, Paul. That we did well. Well, you guys were all concerned about how hard this was going to be, and you both did well. Yeah, so there you go. I'm, I'm quite sure we bought Billionetov for what we sold him for. Essentially, it was just we didn't make any money because he didn't play well enough during his time here for us to make any money. And Evidently, we sold him for six million, like since six point oh three million. We took a loss. Yeah, it really wasn't good. Um, so the tie- tiebreaker question: What was Tony Hibbert's squad number in the two thousand three two thousand four season? Twenty two. Twenty Paul is correct. It was twenty eight. Well done, Paul. Look at this. You know. Max wins in regulation, but Paul takes it overtime. You know, it takes the extra time. This is how it works. Um, so, however, no points for the ex- for the extra time win there, Paul. Uh, sadly, but good work, Max. What do we got, Max? Dig deep into your iPod, my friend. What uh, what song do you want to end the show with? It's like it's in me bracket. Like uh, when I say my favorite song, I've got like a bracket of two songs that I just kind of just I use. If I say one or the other, so I'm gonna use one of them. No role models by J Cole. No role models by J Cole. Mm -hmm. Okay, this will be an education for me. I don't know who that is, and I don't think I've ever heard that song. Fayetteville. Just just, is that close to you, North Carolina? Fayetteville's really close to me. That's where he's from. No kidding. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you haven't heard of them there. Dude, that's that's in my state. Yeah. I used, to, I used to play state cup there every year. Yeah, that's where he's from. You know, it's a, uh, it's a kind of an, uh, there's an army base there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, his dad, dad was in the army and I think he was born in Germany. But yeah, he's originally from, from Fayetteville. And I think that's where he was raised, mostly. It's either him or Kendrick that people say are the king of the rap game at the minute. I, I, I go for Cole myself. He's like the current. He's the one wearing, he's wearing the Okay, I'm psyched. I, I'm going to check this out now. Yeah, I'm, I'm psyched yeah, to, to put I saw, this in the show. saw him live in October at the Manchester Arena. He was absolutely fantastic. He's so cool. I, I like so many of his songs and, and No Role Models is one of the kind of the bandwagoner songs that people who don't really like him say that he likes but it literally it, 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 like from the beat to the bars like it's it up there with his best and it's probably one that if you haven't listened to him before and you listen to it you might like it but um, he's got a he's got a bit of something out there for everyone. It's interesting if you look at him, his, his career, like he's wise up as he's got older. His kind of his subject matter's gone gone on to more like deep and serious things. I think he's in his thirties now. And uh, as I said, that tends to happen when we, when we yeah yeah. See, this is good. I come on here, come on the show, and I can learn about this, and I can go out into the world and and, and talk about this, and appear way more cool and hip than I actually am. <laughs> yeah i had no idea yeah no idea that's crazy it's about a three hour drive for oh me. fucking hell that's not round the corner then for us yeah for uh, us yeah. for us that's nearby i see perspective wise you know like you guys yeah but for for us it's like i mean that's that's like driving to the beach <laughs> all right all right. Well, as we as we uh, play you out to uh, "No Role Models" by J. Cole, um, that's it for the big show. Uh, so, uh, if you've been listening via podcast, please subscribe to the Top of the Loose podcast. We'd really appreciate it. Rate it if you can. Leave a leave a leave a kind review. It says, "I'm bummed. I wanted to to hear more Casey and the Sunshine Band." Paul, what happened? You know. Something no, like I, that. <laughs> no, I, out, out of interest, I had Jay Rafferty Baker Street. No case you this week. Don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll win at some point now, but I'll play Jerry, don't worry. <laughs> All right, uh, so, so yeah, also, if uh, if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, please check that out and subscribe. Um, 
the, the subs are slowly rolling in on that. It's uh, yeah. So if you want to see our faces, to, if you ever, <laughs> what would possess you for that? Just saying. If you if you wanted to do that, you could check us out on YouTube. Uh, yeah, check out Max on uh, the Top of Blues website, but also check his Twitter profile. You can find him all over the place. He'll tell you what kind of podcasts he's on. Uh, Paul, Paul's also on the, the Liverpool Echo Fan Jury, but he's also on the uh, the Toffee Blues website. Both these guys drop knowledge on there. Toffee Blues website's a great place for Everton uh, football analysis. So check it out. Uh, also subscribe to the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I am out of plugging. I am unplugged. Allison Chang's unplugged. No more. Okay? That's it. Uh, I want to thank the guys. Paul, thanks so much, man. Good to see you. Good to see you, man. Ta-ta. Uh, yeah, Max, you as well, man. Pleasure, as always. All right, gentlemen, thank you very much. This is uh, this has been uh, us. So uh, come on, you blues. Make it happen this weekend. So bye. <laughs>